the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome, welcome. Bem-vindos e bem-vindas de volta. We are here, Minnesota Football Show. We back. Uh, my name is Eric. Bridget is with me as well. Uh, it is that time. We got uh, some football news through the world and locally. Um, but let's just uh, catch up and I'm going to ask Bridget how you are doing. Uh, I'm all right. Uh, What's new? Not a whole lot. I just got cleared to start PT. Hey, so all right. There's that. Um, currently hobbling around the house with crutches and no boot on just to give it a break. But okay. um, progress. Yeah, we're getting somewhere. So that's good. Uh, yeah, just hanging out, enjoying a sunny weekend from inside, um, and yeah, taking advantage of the break while I can. How about you? Well, I was not inside. <laughs> it was a ski day, and uh, my youngest was was the coach today, and uh, it it was a rough one. It was a tough one. Um, did some of the regular stuff, you know, did basic drills, whatever, and then ended up going on one of the courses that I'm familiar with and we kept going. And part of it was curiosity because I'm like, how far does this trail go and what does it do? And I know you can really see the vista of the city and all these things. And this was a black course, <laughs> Bridget. I'd come to find out later. <laughs> she took me on a black. Oops. <laughs> yeah, and it, it turns out there's, there's a pretty big jump in terms of uh, technical comfortability, maybe, or prowess between like a low blue and a black. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so there's a couple, was, there's a couple other shades of blue in there. Yes, yes, it, it was. I, I physically, I'm fine. Like I made it through. Uh, I think psychologically, I'm pretty beat up. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was good though. Like I, I'm exhausted. It was. It was a tough run, nice. um, but it was cool. It was it was really nice to see. It, it the cool thing about it is they're they're prepping now for um, the World Cup is coming, the cross country oh, yeah. World Cup, yeah. and of course we're still lacking snow for listeners outside of Minnesota and the Twin Cities. It's so weird to like be in mid January and I can see the grass out my window. It's very strange. Um, so what they're doing now is like the three or four spots that make snow most of those blowers are all going to worth because this huge, you know, Stadium world lot. championship event. Yeah. Is coming here. And like, they need to like up the snow and have the snow. So when you do get up on some of those higher, um, more intense levels and in Hills and on the black thing, it's gorgeous. I mean, it feels like another world. Like it's like extreme winter. It's like a parallel universe up there. And then you walk out to the parking lot. <laughs> and you strip down to your t-shirt and throw yes. on some sandals. And yep, yep, pretty much. Man. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, it's good. Not a lot to others to report. School's rolling. Things are rolling. Staying busy. Yeah. Trying to follow some things here too. We'll, we'll, we'll talk international. That's mostly where my head has been. But let's start start with. Uh, some MLS and actually I'll, I'll go to you because there was, there was a lot of, uh, I don't know what's the word, uh, activity maybe is the <laughs> more of a general term to say surrounding, uh, sporting Kansas city. So let's uh, take it from there. Stuff happened. Stuff happened. Uh, um, and we might have somebody joining us here to fill in some other blanks, her thoughts, but, um, we'll get right into it. So, we have talked a lot on the show about everything that went down with the Portland Thorns slash Timbers, um, Monashim, Andy Polo, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and then about two weeks ago, Sporting Kansas City announces that they've hired a new director, sporting director, um, named Gavin Wilkinson 
whose name is in the Sally Yates report multiple times. Um, he's essentially been cut by the Federation because uh, nobody wants to touch that situation, right? Um, if, if you don't mind me jumping in for a sec, do you, do you mind reminding uh, listeners just like 30 seconds, the Yates report? I know we've covered it, but it's been a little while. So that was the independent investigation to, into everything that happened behind the scenes with the, uh, the Thorns more specifically, but also um, the Timbers. Um, he and Merritt Paulson uh, essentially covered up all of the allegations um, regarding abuse towards women. And then there was also, I mentioned Andy Polo. He was the Timbers player. Um, it was Gavin Wilkinson's decision not to report the domestic violence incident that arose with that player. Right on. Thank you for that. Um, so, yeah, a lot happened there. Wilkinson was one of the bigger names to come up because he was um, lower on the totem pole than Merritt the owner Merritt Paulson, but obviously just as um, accountable for the whole thing. Um, yeah, he and, was a, a key and, player that was like doing things for sure. Yeah, and has yet to take accountability, right. um, as we heard in the. So, so they they announce him. They have kind of a press conference. This was announced the same day that the media day started. Um, which was the league-wide thing happened in Miami. Journalists, um, as well as the PR folks and representatives of each club, including players. Uh, so he gets to walk right into essentially a national press conference versus a local press conference. And obviously most of these reporters have you know, covered that story in some way or another, whether it I mean, MLS folks covered the NWSL thing. NWSL folks covered the MLS portion of that whole deal. So um, plenty of people were there to ask uh, the questions. And he did a lot of not answering them um, or just giving, you know, the normal apologies kinds of things that we've heard the last few years, uh, empty statements and so on, um, including saying that the, the Yates report did not reveal all of the facts. Um, the Yates report is a solid 120 pages, not including the addendum and ind indices. So um, his name's in there quite a few times, and I uh, think those were gross. some independent facts, but yeah. whatever. Um, so, you know, they're asked all these questions. Obviously, SKC, I know the... <laughs> The relationship is is not great here, um, but they are known as one of the clubs to have a pretty solid community um, base and, and pretty good community outreach. Um, I think they're far and ahead a leader in terms of um, building and supporting the supporters community. Um, so the community stood up. Uh, the the women of the of the Blue Cauldron put out statements. Um, quite a few uh, supporters put out statements through. It was it was eight days between when he was when he was hired and when they really started pushing with some of those statements. Um, and obviously, those statements were were just the the more formal ones. There was plenty. All day, every day. If you if you pulled out hashtag Sporting KC on Twitter at any point, you would have seen a lot of this. There's quite a bit on Instagram as well, everywhere else. But um, they ramped it up by you know week good, two good for them. Um, so a lot of them actually, you know, they they were saying it's it's a slap in the face. Um, it was the ladies of SKC. Uh, which is one of the big, like, big supporters groups um, in MLS, um, but they were calling it a slap for, a slap in the face by by this club who typically listens to their fans on these matters. Um, Sporting KC claims that they use this Nolan Partners firm to help them find candidates. Um, shout out to Jeff Reuter with the Athletic article noting that um, Sporting did not 
actually use the Nolan Partners recommendations in order to hire him. So Um, ridiculous. But they knew about his experience and prior relationships with folks around the league. Um, So, you know, hire a firm and then ignore them and go with the worst possible candidate. Why the heck not? Um, What could possibly go wrong? Exactly. Uh, He kept saying, Wilkinson had said there was error of judgment. Um, I should have done more. I think I've learned I'm not perfect, but I've never met a perfect person. These are just a few of the ridiculous quotes that Jeff cites in the athletic here. Um, (laughs) So, you know, Uh... all these groups, all these individuals, Eric Wall, Grant Wall's brother, um, who's a, a local to the community, also put out a statement. Quite a few individuals with ties to that club put out statements. And finally, a eight whole days, um, which was, you know, nine days too late, um, mm-hmm. they, they release uh, Wilkinson, or rather they mutually agree to part ways. Right. Yeah, there, there um, it is. I'm not, I'm not even going to bother to read the statement put out by the president, um, the CEO, uh, because it is yet another one of those empty statements where they say, well, we don't think we, we did anything wrong or that he did anything wrong, but okay, you won't shut up. So here you go. Um, Peter Vermees has been asked you, repeatedly. You, su- you supporters and your opinions. Hey, how, how dare you? Um, <laughs> per, Peter Vermees has yeah. been asked repeatedly for his thoughts, uh, and he refuses to say anything. He just tells everyone to circle back to the president's statement. Um, hmm. He was actually one of the key figures making these decisions in terms of a sporting director. That's um, an interesting level there, huh? And that's and that's not necessarily cited, um, but he is a typically and historically a key decision maker for that club in terms of sporting roles. So, um, just absolutely insane. And uh, you know, there were quite a few of the comments from from Minnesota fans, um, casual and otherwise, where well, at least Sporting Kansas City has set a really low freaking bar for <laughs> you know the the shit show of 2024 which um, you were absolutely a part of <laughs> oh yeah yeah so now it's like you know what okay we got competition every, bridget every, literally every other club in mls is like okay no matter what we do this won't be quite as bad i mean skc is someone's just gonna say hold my beer and and one up it but just absolutely absurd and the after all of the years of this this went on for years this was like the entire pandemic essentially like a side narrative right but all of that and they just go ahead and hire this dude and say that nothing is wrong and they believe him and you know disregard this giant report that a independent firm was hired to make that's my favorite part i think they probably threw like a million dollars at this firm (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the firm, the firm mm. is. I know Jeff reached out for them to them for comment and did not get one <laughs> because they're probably like, man, I don't know. All we can do is give you candidates and who you choose to use. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, great times in MLS coverage. Um, yeah, from from the beginning, some of the first statements I saw about it were. From from people involved in the org after some of the initial backlash, uh, I think I put up on Twitter that it, it read to me like one of those, well, my best friend's a woman, and by the way, I'm the father of a daughter, so I don't think it's that bad. Don't mind. Well, I'm a feminist. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> I stand behind them. Why don't you? Um, yeah, just. Well, thank you. Thank you for all that. That was very insightful and you know i'll fully admit that i was not following it I just, like i said my attention's been on, on the tournaments and everything else happening and just don't have much of a reason to look at mls but uh that's a big one yep um a pill from here 
<laughs> yeah. So, I think I'll say, speaking that, of that, but... right. That, that sounds like a perfect transition to talk about Minnesota United. I think we can do it in, I don't know, 10 seconds. Updates? Yeah. Uh, Reynosa's still not here. CSO still not here. Yeah. Perfect. Crushed it. Crushed it. Actually, I am going to drop the quote, though, from I think it was one of the, the club's videos from this first week of training where sure. Trap just says, Trap just goes, man, we got to save ourselves. There's someone coming us. We just got to wow. save ourselves. Was that like and a hot mic like, or did he actually tell someone that? No, it was it was part of an interview. I don't think it was entirely the con. I think it was out of context a little bit, but um <laughs> Yeah, I'm guessing the question was, you know, how do you train and move forward when you don't know who your coach is and what your, who all of your players your roster, are, what yeah. the transfers are going to be and all of right. that. And he was like, yeah, you just got to show up and save yourself. So, Wow. And it was kind of a, wow. I, Confidence. I it's, not, it's not quite what you meant, but at the same time. Yeah. Yep. We, the grains of truth, we, we see them. <laughs> Uh, but let's talk about this Inter Miami mess that you off off uh, air before we recorded. You elaborated even further th- to me how deep this is because they just played a friendly that was very strange to me. They 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 played the uh, El Salvador national team, which I mean, all these are money grabs. We know that it's all messy, and man, that club is just breaking so much. We don't we don't even know how much they're they're getting in. But sure, take on the El Salvador national team. Great. Uh, it was a nil-nil draw. El Salvador and then you... was like, "Hey, we usually have to pay pe- have to pay people to take part. <laughs> They're paying us. Yeah, let's." That's right. Out. That's right. It's still coming out on top, right? Making tons more profit where it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, "Oh wait, Eric, hold on. This is this <laughs> is one more. of. That's right. This is one of There's five more. countries they're going to do in like what a month." <laughs> Not Unbelievable. Even, um, yeah. Take it from so there. El Salvador was January 19th. Today is the 21st. Um, tomorrow, the 22nd, they play FC Dallas at Cotton Bowl Stadium. So they'll be in the U.S. Um, so for those counting at home, that's two countries in two, two matches in two countries. Then they move on January 29th um, to play Al Hilal in Saudi Arabia at Kingdom Arena. Uh, so there's your third country, three matches. And then on the first, they play them again. All Hilal at Kingdom Arena. Uh, February... Is that Ronaldo's team? I can't remember which one he's yes. on. Okay, yep. so that's the yep. whole, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. And then February 4th. So that is one, like three games in seven days. So February the 4th. They play the aptly named Hong Kong team at Hong Kong Stadium. <laughs> I think they actually have so a name, good. but this is on the MLS Apple re- press release. Uh, so there is country number four. And then on the seventh, they go to Japan to play Vissel Kobe at Japan National Stadium, country number five. And then they come home. Uh, February 15th to play Messi's boyhood club Newell's Old Boys at Drive Pink Stadium. Oh, that's happened in the U.S.? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. So two, two of the seven in the U.S. And then, yeah. Five. Nonetheless, Inter-Miami just taking it upon themselves to just knock out like a, a third of a – Iceberg seven, in Greenland with yeah. all the pollution. From all seven, that game, seven games in like three and a half weeks. In the wow. in the heat in Saudi Arabia. Right, right, like, right. The Saudi League. Oh, the Saudi League is literally like hemorrhaging players. Yeah, I saw who, that. Who want to get out of the heat? Um, yeah. Although right now is supposedly their their cool time because that that that's a good segue we'll talk about in a little while when we get to the asian cup but or the world cup last year but yeah still still, exactly still wow that's intense yeah hi nubia hey hey can you guys hear me okay we can you made it i didn't listeners uh, now it's a party i didn't have the little 
waiting room bubble up that's, and it didn't that's, tell me. <laughs> that's fine because Rodrigo's upstairs where he is, he's got finals this coming week. Yeah. So, and we've been talking about a few of the items I'm sure that are on the agenda for today. So I was like, well, you know that I rant better than you do. So I'm happy to jump, jump on if like y'all need me. So here I am. You know, this nice. is perfect timing. Nice. Like I'm, I'm just going to throw straight to you to talk uh, Sam Mewis. Yeah, so that one was a really hard one in our entire family. Yeah. Um, Sam Ewis was uh, definitely a huge favorite in our family, not just for her style of play, um, but also for the advocacy that she um, has stepped forward and shown leadership in, right? Like, she was one of the plaintiffs for Equal Pay, and she, for those listeners who have not seen LFG, um, you need to see that documentary that shows you all of the hard work that these women were doing behind the scenes leading up to um, the settling of that lawsuit. Obviously, this was right that that particular documentary um, stopped before um, the second refiling and then ultimately the final negotiation settled. Um, but we were watching I was watching it again because G is currently doing a paper for her college, um, her college writing class on equal pay in women's sports nice. and i said have you seen lfg and she's like no and i'm like we need to watch it it needs to be one of your references yes. so um so obviously there sam was a huge piece of that she's been a huge um i think that one of the things that we noticed over the last year and a half since she's been out is how deeply the u.s women's national team midfield missed her mm -hmm. there is no one right now not even her sister that can replace her. Christy definitely has her own skills, but Sam has been irreplaceable in that midfield. And so um, I think it's a heartbreaker. I'm really glad to see that she does have other things lined up. I think it's great for her. But I think the other thing that <laughs> after my very difficult week at work, I have realized is she, like very many athletes, push continue to push through injury. Right. Because that is what we are taught. That is what white supremacy has taught us, that we just need to push and push and push until our bodies break down enough that we actually have to take a minute to take care of ourselves. Because I think Sam had been fighting whatever injury ultimately led to her not her needing to have surgery for a very, very, very long time. So that's really well yeah. said. Yeah. 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 So I think and, it's and a, the fact the fact that it was the, some of the athletic trainers who were like, look, we can't watch you do this to yourself every week. Trainers who are usually like, hey, yeah, keep running through it. Do what you do what you can. Yeah. And they're the ones telling her, you know, you got to you got to start thinking about this. And that was a couple of years ago. That wasn't even yeah. recently. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I think it's a overall, you know, a forced retirement that I'm sure she never in a million years thought she was going to have to go through. But honestly, like her bravery and coming out and saying what happened and putting herself out there is just, you know, that's just who Sam Mewis is. Mm -hmm. um, we will definitely miss seeing her on the pitch, but looking forward to what she might um, be able to do now on the broadcast side in a more full time manner. Um, yeah. Do you want, so. do you want to mention that? Uh, Bridget, I can't remember yeah. what the title is. You were talking about it too. The, I know she's men in uh, blazers. I, I heard the thing yeah, with editor, uh, editor in chief essentially of their network. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. 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 Eng see English degrees are not a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to tell you so that. Proof. <laughs> Proof. Yeah. Um, yeah, to see some of the statements that she's put out and how long she has been kind of thinking of this and what she can do afterwards and and knowing that she can do this and not have to completely step away from the game and, and do something completely different. Um, yeah. Sure well, and even just the bit. even just the messages from former teammates, both in the NWSL, across the pond, on the US Women's National Team. I mean, I was kind of jaw dropped by like how um, so many different yes so many players. different messages all of them basically going oh my gosh if you, I wouldn't have come in to the league right there was one particular one where I was like where I read it and I can't remember who it was but it basically said 
I'm so glad that you were captain when I came into the league because I don't think I would have survived without you. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I listened to a little bit of uh, kind of the introduction of her into the the team with Roger on uh, on Men and Blazers, and she it's it's a really good interview, and she understandably gets pretty emotional. But like, I think one of the biggest parts where she really breaks down is like talking about her sister and the whole plan was you know they started together they pushed each other the idea was they would end together too right they would retire together and do whatever the next thing is together and obviously that's not the way it's gonna yeah. go so that Every, that was everyone expects or, or plans to go out on their own terms and not like yeah not like yeah. this i forgot they were that close in age like they're that one, like they're barely time. like a, a year just like a year difference i think right or maybe even yeah. like they're, they're pretty close in age two. yeah i yeah. think it's like a year or two yep yeah mm -hmm. Yeah. So ah, tough one. Mm -hmm. Um, anything else kind of on the on the local or, or national side for you, Nubia? I'm, I'm kind of out. Like we, I'm focused on the we other did stuff. Hit on, Bridget, go ahead. We did go through uh, some Gavin Wilkinson and Sporting KC already. Yes. Oh yeah, if you want to, if you want but, to touch um, on that. Oh, yeah. I Eric so, was out of the loop, so he missed all of it. And uh, Eric, uh, see, this is you need to you need to ask me for these things because when I first saw this stuff come through, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Was literally the first <laughs> word out of my mouth uh -huh. because I was like, "Did Kansas City not watch what happened two years ago with the city? Yeah, did they not see how he perpetuated abuse of players under him and then swept everything under the rug. Mm -hmm. Not only right. that, not only an abusive coach, but player abusive players to their yeah. significant others. I was just like, I don't understand what made you all think at, at sporting Kansas city, that this was a good fit, especially for your market. Yeah. Like, and then we know, we know how the cauldron is like, they never would have put up with this shit. Right. Yep. And then to see his, one of his very first statements of that that presser at media day was like, well, the Yates report didn't have all the facts. Dude, the Yates <laughs> report is 200 pages long by an independent investigation. Yeah, that's just classic, <laughs> like, powerful well, cis white well, guy move. Like, it's fine. It's, well, don't, don't, don't listen to everything else over here. Just listen to what the words coming out of my mouth. It's very, like, well, Trumpy and it's yes. very everything yeah, exactly well and honestly like i went back and read kansas city's like statement after they let they mutually agreed to part ways mm -hmm. and i'm just like dude just say like my bad we fucked up exactly. we didn't read yes. like don't skate over it i was like we, all of us read between the lines the fact that you're That's, trying to I save was, your ass i was just now. telling i was just telling eric it was pretty much a okay we still don't think we did anything wrong but also yes. we want you yep. to stop writing to us and shut up <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, like, I was just flabbergasted by that statement. And I'm just like, wow, you really are. I was like, are you trying to be Minnesota United part two? Because it feels like That's it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was the other thing that I was like, oh, good Lord. That was terrible. Like, terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible. So, And the more guys... I, I was yeah, reading Jeff Ruger's report on it and some of the quotes he dug up from all the various press conferences and interviews where every single one of them was just this tone deaf I did nothing wrong like like dude and everyone around him saying the same thing man give him a second chance no he's done like even yeah, the federation agreed. was like nope <laughs> when the yeah, when this I... federation says no we're not touching him well, and I'm going to go back to, I'm going to go back to MLS. You're not going to tell me MLS didn't know that this guy was going to take this exactly. job again. Mm -hmm. Right? Like you saw mm -hmm. all the drama created, not only with the thorns, but with the timbers. Yep. And you're still going to let him come back into the lead? Like, come on. <laughs> My favorite we're part, already... we were, she, uh, Bridget was telling me that they hired like a PR firm that they probably like threw like a million dollars at and they didn't even use oh. any of the things went yeah. with this. And then they're just crap. like, we heard we heard good things about this guy. So and so knows him. We're just gonna take him instead. Just like what what is happening? And I, people are like, I, why is it why isn't the firm why isn't the re firm responding to comment? Because what are they gonna say? Well right. Well and again I'm just like where have where were you? This was like a uh -huh. thing that had been in the news for well over two years. Oh, like really yeah. Like, come on, do at least your due diligence. And they like they know it's a thing because when you have these press conferences and 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 kind of open media things, well, a lot of that stuff was happening. It was kind of it, it wasn't a written rule, but you didn't bring stuff up and and just ask everyone in MLS what they thought about this thing happening with 
kind of tangentially another club. I think it was before the Andy Polo situation really blew up. Yeah. But no one's allowed to ask those questions because you don't want to put anyone on that spot or put anyone in, in a tough situation. And to then be like, yeah, we wouldn't let you ask questions about this, but also. <laughs> Just wouldn't Lord. be an MLS off season without multiple train wrecks. I mean, we, we had to start, we had to start with some sort of drama. Right. Like, that's just par and par for the course for MLS. Completely. So, but again, I was just very shocked that Kansas City would be stupid enough to make this move. It's one of the clubs that would, if you were to tell me that one team was going to do that in 2024, Kansas City would not be anywhere near the top of right. the list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Miami? Yeah. <laughs> we already Kansas talked about City. them. Kansas City? Mm, no. No. Uh, not at all. Um, Any anything else, Nubia, that, that you want to throw at us, or do you want to bring speaking, up? Before we... Speaking of Portland, hey, Bridget's got something. What yeah. are we doing? Do you you see this is we what happens a... when you're when you're not on social media? Eric. Exactly. Yep. I mean, I um, am. I'm just not on that social media. So, oh, this is talk about Kelsey too. Uh huh. Did, we, did okay. we talk about Kelsey? Let's do it. We haven't we haven't hit that at Kelsey, all. Kelsey, I was saving that for candidate. you in case in case you came up. Yes. I my beloved our beloved Casey Kafusi, center back for Minnesota Aurora, was picked up in the draft by my Portland Thorns. <laughs> I do I, know this actually. Yes. Uh, this is what I do I, remember. Yes. I could not be more excited. I think it's really awesome not only that she was picked up by the Thorns, but she was she's the first player ever from Utah State to be picked up by an NWSL team in the draft. So like she's making history yeah. all around. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, it could not have happened to a greater play- player. Um, Thorns definitely need some depth in center back <laughs> very badly because I don't think we know if uh, Becky Starbrun is returning. That's right. Yeah. And we have had a lot of departures on the Thorns this offseason. Um, I think we're definitely going to be in a rebuilding year. Um, so, which is okay. It happens which is sometimes. okay. It, yep. I don't think I've ever heard your voice go in that register. That. <laughs> You have there. no idea. When I saw <laughs> when I saw that come through for the NWSL draft, I squealed in my house. Rodrigo came down and he's like, "What the hell is going?" I think he was sleeping on the couch, which is a normal thing to happen on an evening That's, for yeah. Rodrigo, right? And he like opened his eyes, looked at me. He's like, "What the hell is going on?" And I'm like, "Kelsey, get picked up by Portland." And he looked at me. And he's just like, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, whatever. Go back to sleep. I will enjoy myself yeah. by myself." Like. Yeah, this is we'll talk fantastic. about it later. Just uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. so good. Well, so, I mean, yeah. when it came through, you guys saw me post about it immediately yep. on my yep. Instagram yep. feed. <laughs> uh-huh. I did put it up. I just I'm terrible with names. That's that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, is is this is this the first Aurora player that's gone into MLS or MLS? Sorry, say WSL. Yes, uh, the first through the draft. Yeah. 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 Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So. Um, yeah, so we were very, very excited. Even G was like, that is so cool, mom. And I'm like, I know. Um, and I had a former, I have a former student of mine who's now a friend who lives in Portland. And she would nice. evilly send me pictures while she was at Thorns Games because she was a Thorn season ticket holder. And she's like, I'm moving back to Minnesota. I'm going to need somebody to watch Thorns game with me. And I'm like, done. I was like, we'll tell Wes to put it on. I think there's going to be a lot of people watching those games now. Yeah, yeah. Lot, that's super a cool. Lot of I mean, casuals who finally yeah. have one that they have some connection to in some way. I was going to say, exactly. and, and now that like a, you know, you start a precedent, and maybe there can be like a little bit of a pipeline kind of situation now. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, to have that to have that door open after just two years, um, yep. is nuts. Uh, I was mm-hmm. trying to pull up her stats from from this past season, but for some reason the league site and the club site is only showing. Um, 2022 stats Mm. (laughs) and i got i got a little lost in there but yeah she and she had a she had a late start last season because of because of a hamstring injury so yep um good to see her come back like that get defensive player of the year and in college too and yep yep um yeah yeah. just just hasn't peaked yet so yeah yeah i'm very much i'm very much looking forward to seeing she get some minutes with the thorns um, I do expect her to, like I said, we're going to be, we're really slim at center back right now. And so I think she, you will, we will if, see her. If you're drafting up. that high up so early mm-hmm. in the second round, like chances are pretty mm-hmm. good. 
Well, and the other interesting thing about the, the NWSL draft, and I don't know how much you all talked about this, because but this is my wheelhouse. The other interesting thing that happened for Portland in particular is that they drafted a keeper. And I'm like, what mm. is going on? Well, come to find out that my beloved Bella Bixby is expecting. So they're going to be down a keeper um, this coming season. Um, so so that's the other thing, too. And that would explain why they extended the contract for the second um, keeper and why they picked up a keeper um is because Bella Bixi is expending expecting so she's not going to be um she's not going to be playing this year um so but I mean we've had just some massive losses right for the thorns this year with Crystal going to Gotham we have no idea what's going on with Every, everybody was going to Gotham for a while yeah <laughs> I mean honestly like when I saw the articles that, that Gotham is now the U.S. women's national team and friends and I'm like that's basically what it is i mean so gotham much. came out to play and they want to repeat i mean that's really what that signaled yep. to me yep. um even though they screwed their team over by not offering them that's any it. sort of ticker tape parades i was but... gonna say there there was no ticker tape parade for the win but there has been for all of these signings <laughs> they yes. had a whole welcome to gotham event yeah right well and that's just because <laughs> that's just honestly i don't think that gotham expected to win which you that's... know you you you've seen in the articles later yeah. that that's what some of the ticket reps were saying, and I'm just like that is I'm like did nobody prep them on what they were supposed to say because you never say stuff like that, no. like, no. um, so yeah it's been some interesting things. The other interesting thing obviously that happened with the thorns is that they were finally sold, so they're not under um what's his face, Merritt Merritt Paulson yeah uh, yep they have um a new ownership that is women led. So that is very exciting to see. Um, I think that they own another team. And I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. They literally, I feel like they bought the team and then it was NWSL draft time. Like literally, I feel like they were back-to-back weeks. Um, so I'm be- very curious to see the first thing that they did say when they when they finally announced the signing or the, the sale was that they were going to work on a, a Thorns-only practice facility. Nice. in portland very cool so yeah. i'm looking forward to seeing if that actually comes to fruition or not um because i do think that those players deserve their own space i think that for the time being they're gonna still you know contract with providence park to play games there but i think that the goal is ultimately to move them into their own practice facility which is great um let's yeah, see completely divest from that entity yes. altogether. yes absolutely um, i'm very much looking forward to seeing what Karina LeBlanc could do with some real um, owners who are willing to back her as GM. So, yeah. Um, let's see. What else is happening in the NW- world of the NWSL? What, do we talk about Christy Mewis going across the pond? No, we did not. <sighs> Christy Mewis, my, our beloved Christy Mewis. Um, she is um, now with West Ham. Um, so she left Gotham and she is now playing with West Ham women's, um, happened actually, unfortunately, shortly before Sam Kerr, uh, tore her ACL. So, yeah, so we were, I was a little disappointed because I was very much looking forward to the Christie versus Sam Derby. Um, but obviously that's not going to happen because unfortunately Sam tore her ACL. Did you all talk about them getting engaged? We... (laughs) Eric, this this is Eric's like your time, Nubia. I don't care. Just take it. We talked. Stop, we talked stop about asking. The, uh, Just roll. We, yeah, I, I I brought up the ACL uh, last show, but I don't think I hit that for some reason, and I had missed well, that it's one because it was one of those things that honestly, literally slid down under the radar for both really, of them. Obviously, it really did. I I saw the pictures. I was like, hold on. <laughs> well, and it was the way that they talked. The way that Christy particularly talked about it when they asked her about her ring, she talked very like chill and like like it was like no big deal this is what's yeah, happening so yeah. christy and sam are getting married at some point which i think is great wonderful awesome yeah um but yeah she's she's playing with west ham and they made a huge deal about a, make, announcing her signing um when they did finally announce it so that's really awesome for um christy um our other favorite katarina macario is also back in practicing and playing so that was also awesome to Good. see um i'm trying to think of what else i remember i don't know i always send these things to rodrigo and then he's like oh i gotta talk about it in the show and then he forgets oh yeah he never does yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, I listened to the show later, and I'm like, dude, you forgot to talk about it. He's like, I forgot we had a lot of other stuff to talk about. I'm like, okay, hmm. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> you you yeah. said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I say that all the time to him. So, um, yeah, so I think here, hold on. Let me look at my uh, family chat. That's, I'm Instagram. trying to think, too, because I feel like there was something. Yeah, I did, too. Cause I, I've got enough so for just, the next section, but even then, it's not a lot. So I don't mind. Like, if you if there are other little things, I'll just vamp a little bit and make noise with my mouth while you find something else to sure. talk about. Go for <laughs> it. See, you, we have a family group chat on Instagram where we send, like, random reels and stuff. But mm -hmm. every once in a while, somebody sends something that's, like, sports-related or soccer-related. So, like, right now, I'm just looking at a bunch of camp videos. Well, let's do this. Well, let's let's take a break and we'll do the internationals and you can look at your thing. And then if there's other things, we can just throw it in because who cares? This is our show. We do what we want. Sound good? That sounds good to me. All right. Stick around. Thank you very much for listening to that show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. And welcome back to the Minnesota Football Show. We have breaking news here on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> so to start the show, we talked about updates on Emmanuel Reynoso, which was a no update. But um, as we were saying that, uh, the club drops a note. Um, Minnesota United has confirmed Emmanuel Reynoso is in Minnesota and will join the team in Tucson after completing required medical and physical testing. So it appears no trade uh, is being taken. Nothing on the table there. Um, crisis averted, I guess? Question mark. Um, anyway, that's all we got. Uh and shout out to Minnesota Wonderwall and Dark Clouds for winning the TIFO of the year um, with the We Are on Minnesota Land um, partnered with uh, Heartberry Co. Um, and that was at the ISC conference this weekend. Very cool. Um, so that was a, a big drop last night. Lots of good deserved recognition for them out of all the TIFOs that we've seen this year across the league. Um, yeah, that's, there's your, your breaking Minnesota news. The, uh, the glass half empty take is that a almost relegated Vasco, Vasco da Gama brought him in probably and said, you're not, you're not good enough. <laughs> Go back to Minnesota. A hundred percent. for you. Why don't you go play for them? Amazing. <laughs> uh, all right, newbie. I know you got something too. Yeah, so obviously the one thing we forgot, obviously with NWSL draft and stuff that's starting again. Um, so I know you all talked earlier or a few weeks ago about Maria Sanchez and her record-breaking deal with Houston. Well, now we have one that has surpassed that. Mallory Swanson, formerly Pew of the Chicago Red Stars, signed a four-year with the option of a fifth-year deal that is well over the $2 million mark. Um, this one actually surprised me a little bit because um, for those of you that don't watch NWSL as much as I do, um, Mal actually has been injured since very, very early on last year. So Mal hasn't actually played a game since April of last year, maybe. Um, so I was actually really, yeah, I was actually really surprised that they gave her this much money having been out dealing with a pretty nasty knee injury for the last almost year. So yeah. um, when I, when I saw her name come up, um, I did not expect it to be that. Yes. Um, having seen uh, some of the aftermath of that injury, I thought it was going to be a, you know, we will release her We're to, parting to ways rehab and, elsewhere. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome pickup. Essentially. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, in Chicago, with their new ownership, has definitely been making some moves. They made some big, um, but I again, I was just really surprised that they secured Mal up for that. For considering she's been gone, um, my guess is probably they know she's committed to the city because her spouse plays for my Chicago Cubs, um, and they <laughs> locked him up. 
they locked oh, him up yeah. for a pretty good amount of money as well. So, so I think that they know that she's committed to staying in the city and wants to stay in the city near, near her husband. So, nice that they're props not taking advantage of that with a lower, lower yeah. offer. Yeah, well, <laughs> and if actually I'm making correct, it lucrative I, for her. If I my memory serves me correct, the evil Ricketts own both teams, so makes sense. That oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah. that's the only bummer part. Laura Ricketts, I think, is the primary owner for the Red Stars. Um, I can do the Price is Right thing twice in this episode. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but my guess is they, I mean, she is an amazing player in and of her own right. And it, so, and it's so a solid think, fan base. Yes. So, so I'm, I'm thinking that they really just want to lock her up and keep her happy. Um, and, and really kind of put faith in the fact that she has rehabbed well, um, from her injury. I mean, obviously we haven't seen her, so maybe there's some things behind the scenes that will be a little bit more, um, to the forefront once, once preseason starts. Yeah. Nice. Um, on the international end, it's, it's dual tournaments at the same time right now, because stop me if you, if you've heard this one before co-hosts and listeners, uh, FIFA and Cotter had a little chat and said, hey, remember that cool thing we did last year where we flipped the entire world international schedule to host the World Cup in December and January? That was great. And there were no complaints, right? And Infantino was like, yeah, it was great. We should do it again. Yeah, we should. So they are. <laughs> so because of that, we have Cotter again hosting we, a remember tournament. Remember when we got all that money despite how many people were angry yes. with us? Let's do it again. That was the main thing. Oh, yeah, thank you for pointing that out. Remember, remember all those truckloads of cash that ended up in your yeah. lab jam, Johnny. You yes, know, we we might have to have like a show watching party where we watch um, the men who sold the World Cup. It's, an, it's a documentary. I was like, oh. fi- I found ooh. on Max, I think, because they also okay. have LFG. Um, so I was like, ooh, I'm gonna put that on my watch list. And I, I just didn't have a chance oh. to go back to it. But, thank yeah, you. we should. Exactly I remember seeing that it yeah. came up in my like a watch list or something, and I had yeah. forgotten all about it. That yeah, is so a we should, we good ride. We should have a, a watch party for that. So, oh, and if you haven't seen the Netflix documentary on the U.S. Women's National Team from this last, I World haven't Cup cycle. watched it yet. And I put out the, um, I put out U.S.'s tweet about retiring, and mm. one of my buddies from college messaged me, and he's like, "Man, I was just watching the documentary, and I was just falling in love." with as a player and then i see this look i'm sorry see i'm a nerd i'm a nerd it came up immediately like when the first episode dropped so i like watched it like as they were released and then i i told g i'm like g you watch the documentary and she's like no i think it'll be really sad for me to watch it i'm like you still need to watch it it's so good Anyway. We're gonna need a list no no it's good I'm, I, these are great recommendations i'm i'm so far behind on everything with like school and work and whatever but i I'll, you just have to point. you just you just have to do what i did and i'm like it'll get done eventually it'll get done. <laughs> <laughs> well originally the idea was we would just have african cup of nations right now but now we have african cup of nations plus asian cup and it in a way it is kind of cool because the timelines are almost identical so i mean the both tournaments are going into the the third round of their of their group stage at the same time and you can kind of see kind of flip back and forth with who's in who's out like the surprises it's 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 all kind of level in in, in re- that kind of regards which is kind of interesting it's um, so like ahead. they're happening so much so in line that i've had a couple mm-hmm. of people ask me if there was a world cup of some sort happening. yeah like, exactly <laughs> yes. like no no there's so there's this cup and then there's this cup and then there's this and you're just yep. seeing all the headlines at the same time they're like that's a world cup I'm like it's not but yeah <laughs> Totally reasonable right, confusion. Got, I mean, you've got those two. You've got those two. You've got FA Cup. Yep. And Copa del Rey. Mm-hmm. And et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to talk about Copa del Rey, though, I don't think. Uh, nope. I definitely do <laughs> I'm, not. I'm going to stick I, with this. Santi I am going to talk were, Vinny, but I won't talk Copa del Rey. <laughs> nope. Santi and I were very pissed off. <laughs> So, yeah, we were uh, that. He showed up. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, Africa Cup of Nations, it is hosted in Cote d'Ivoire. Um, and I expected them to actually be doing a little bit better as hosts. They are kind of sort of still in it, but they're 
they're one of these teams that they 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 need to win in their group in Group A with uh, Nigeria and Equatorial Guinea to like get through. Uh, they they might go through as a, one of the third place, but they haven't been as good, great as they normally are. Um, for the like the Zeller betting cr- crowd, I guess um, the ones that I would say are a pretty safe bet to go far and go deep. I mean, we remember what Morocco did in the World Cup not that long ago, last year. That team is essentially the same team. They're very good. They are very unified, um, and they look great. Uh, they they tied today, but I think they just it was one of those things where they just kind of let their foot off the gas. Like they probably should have won the match. I think they're going to be fine. They're going to qualify and they're going to go. Um, Senegal, an easy bet too. They're going to go deep. Their offense is just ridiculous, and they're and they're really fun to watch as always. Um, the team that I'm most excited to talk about that's kind of a surprise, but not really because it's been building up for a while, is Cabo Verde or Cape Verde, the, the little island archipelago. Um, all their players play either in, uh, in I think, either the f- first or second division, Portugal, uh, Portuguese league. And I think what's happened is they're starting to get coaches from Portugal and from Brazil and like a little group chat situation or like actually in person. And they're kind of taking bits and pieces from the Portuguese strategy and the Brazilian strategy and kind of throwing a blender and kind of coming up with their own game plan. And they are fun to watch you guys. Like they are an extremely entertaining team, uh, like acrobatic goal celebrations, um, really fast, tight on defense. They're just doing all the things. And I say this, let me tell you what group they're in, if you all don't know. They have Egypt and Ghana in their group. They already beat Ghana. They beat Mozambique. And now they have Egypt in their third match. And they don't have – I mean, if they want, they can play their B team. Like, they have nothing to lose. Well, they already qualified. Well, well let's, let's talk a little bit about Egypt. But I'm, um, This is going to upset Bridget. But sure. Egypt, Egypt lost Mo Salah. Hmm. To an injury, so much so that he has returned to Liverpool for treatment. So okay. I'm curious to see what they're going to do without basically the starter of their team. They are in yeah. dire straits. Like they need a win. They need a win to stay yeah. alive. And, yep. and like I said, like maybe maybe Cape Verde they don't have anything to play for. Maybe they'll just give it to them. But if they like decide to show up, like they could be serious spoilers and just knock them out. Yeah, I think I think with Mo, it would probably be a different decision for them. But I'm. Mm-hmm. I would bet that they just go all out and take it. Yep. Get Agreed. get Egypt while they're down. They have a couple other players out too. It's not just Mo. So um But Mo is the one that affects you the most. He's he's the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And G. G was very unhappy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have mean, a feeling the fact, the fact that he took himself out and that's and the split clap said when he was first asked about it too, he's like he sat down and he walked off the field. Like you don't see Mo do that, so yep. he knows something's wrong, and and that it's bad enough that he needed to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's very strange though to think that both Egypt and Ghana are like in trouble. <laughs> these yeah. like yeah. these are two of the dependable teams in these tournaments, and like yep, not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, props to Cape Verde because they they just like they're fearless and that's so much fun as they're just playing and they're winning and like how can you not go for them they're, they're a lot of fun um on the Asian side this one's being hosted as I mentioned in Cotter because <laughs> buckets and buckets and trains plays and automobiles else? full of cash <laughs> where else could you possibly go where else? in this where else? tiny tiny world yep and to their credit uh, they were knocked out so quickly in the World Cup last year. They have survived, friends. They are actually alive with two wins. And they have had a whole lot of rest qualified. time. Between. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. So they're moving on. Uh, I, I don't think, I don't see them going extremely deep, but at least they're out of the group. Um, for the good, for the Zeller betting again, uh, Iran look really good. They are probably the best defense they, I think they've only let one goal against, um, but just, you know, they're, they're the team. That are, it's not pretty football, but they'll just grind you and then like score one or get a penalty and that's it. Um, Saudi look really good too, as much as it pains to admit me. They're playing good. Um, Australia also looking well. And uh, who's the other one I put on here? Oh, I, I didn't mention Qatar. Um, the big surprise, much like uh, the Cabo Verde, is Iraq. 
Iraq are through with two wins. They beat Japan. A lot of people Ooh. did not see that one coming. Yes. So now Japan kind of finds themselves in a, in a similar situation where they need a W, which is a weird thing to say again. One of those powerhouses that you're normally, you know, you just assume is going to make it through. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. So everything, they, they just finished the last round of, of uh, sorry, the last cycle of the second, starting the third round on Monday. So by next week, we'll be into like round of 16 and we'll have some whole new situations to talk about. And, you know, I, I just love having new opportunities with new, uh, with new countries, like making it through. It's very similar to like what Rodrigo and I talked about on the last episode or whenever it was about with Brazil, a little wobbly and uh, Argentina still good, but like just, just giving other places opportunities like right now with Venezuela, like taking off, like they've never even been on the radar when it comes to like Colombo competitions and they're just destroying people right now. And, for all intents and purposes, they're qualified for the World Cup, which has also never happened before. So it's cool to see the same things kind of happening. Um, Vinny Jr. So this dude, like, he, he's, he's, what I want to say, like, the, the personality, the, the confidence, and just knowing that, like, you know, he's bigger than the game and that people will listen to him. Like, he's, he's taking these more political positions. Well, he's always taking political positions. But now he's actually, like, sitting down with like Infantino and being like, Hey, you need to do something. Like we need a legitimate policy and all this racism stuff. Like we did the thing in Brazil working well. We need something here in Europe too, because guess what? People are still harassing me and everybody else. And so he sits down with him and he's like, he throws out this proposal and he's just like, all right, so we got the point doc in Brazil at home. What if here you get caught doing racism, supporters do racism, just an automatic L stop the game. The team that did it loses, move on. And apparently he's receptive to it. <laughs> he's like, oh, right? Like, we've been saying this stuff, like, since the show has been in existence. Uh-huh. It just took Vinny Jr. to sit down and be like, you need to do this. And now he might do it. So, pretty cool. I, I have a feeling in a couple decades, y'all, Vinny Jr. is going to be president of FIFA. <laughs> Dude, that'd be so cool. <laughs> I feel like he's, like, just lining it up right now. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome because you definitely need a dude like that yeah. to run as corrupt of an organization as FIFA is to fix yep. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Whatever else you all want to contribute. Do we talk about Klinsman in South Korea? Yeah, sure. Oh, I, I, was, I forgot about that. I was back and forth <laughs> with MJ on this. MJ was very upset, but I'd love to hear your opinions. Well, uh, didn't they tie? I feel like they just they they had a tie. They did. They tied in their uh, last game, right? It was two two. I'm trying to remember who they played. I, I am too. I think here. that I was really surprised that they tied. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're the, having a hard time gelling. Jordan two two. That's what it was. Okay, yeah, I feel like they're having a little bit of a hard time under Jurgen, just trying to figure out his style of coaching and. You know, I do feel like the um, there's a lot of pressure on Son to to like lead this team through his practice or his uh, coaching methods. Um, Issa gets very upset whenever he leaves for international <laughs> duty because she feels like he always comes back injured to play with Tottenham. That's, yeah. So um, and and you know that's always you know that's what happened with Mo, right? That's definitely yep. a risk of of going off and playing with your with your national team but um i found it very interesting that it sounds it looks like south korea is having a very difficult time finding their footing under klinsman so curious to see how long this lasts so. i uh i wish i could find mj's quote i don't want to misquote him but he, but he said <laughs> he, oh, just he, misquote him. It's fine. he said <laughs> something about they, they needed a tactician and got a philosopher <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> i mean that sounds about right yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, did you yeah, all see so... the the uh, the Jordanian coach that got a selfie with with uh, yes <laughs> with son yes <laughs> he the game so he's like yes. hey, one sec one sec pop for the instant <laughs> yep mm-hmm. amazing yep I sure did see that mm-hmm. yeah that's a good I don't have anything that I can't beat that that's probably my place to end unless you go <laughs> <laughs> opposing coach good. selfie you love it love to see it mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, excellent. I'm glad you got to join Nubia. You're always yeah. welcome. In fact, you should just take over. <laughs> uh, 
um, I have a dissertation to write, Eric. Yeah, I know. Just like you have a capstone I, to work on. I do. They're all over here. There's, you can't see the pile of books. I got to yeah, get I, back I into Yeah, I mean, it. like, is it anything like this? These two that I have sitting here right here that oh. I need to, like, right? <laughs> oh, you can't even see yeah. my, my freaking... All right. Seat. Yep. I, I actually think this methodology you'll like, Eric. I'll share it with you. Okay. Cool. <laughs> it's called critical ethnography. I think you'll love oh, it. Oh, indeed, indeed. <laughs> right on. Well, on this interesting topic to all of our other listeners, I'm sure they're <laughs> thrilled to hear us get into all of our academic stuff. Uh, thank you all for listening. Of course, thank you, Nubia and Bridget. Always, um, Rodrigo, whatever you're doing, you were kind of missed. Not really. Your wife's just cooler. <laughs> <laughs> just just keep writing study guides man yeah yeah it's, it's okay you're busy you're busy in two weeks we know it it's fine <laughs> uh patreon.com backslash mn football shows the place to support this thing uh we'll be back in two weeks and those tournaments at that point will probably even be in the quarterfinals so have some things to talk about maybe there will be a are we into pre, an actual preseason match at that point maybe uh, i think so yeah well yeah Tucson, yeah Inter Miami will be on like their tenth match by that point. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So good to see if the Barca trio comes back. uh, Right. Uh, Miami should be somewhere around the Hong Kong team at at Hong Kong Kong Stadium Stadium, of the of the trip. So. Uh, Hey, Beckham is doing what he can to milk all he can out of Messi before he retires. Unbelievable. Yep. Oh, capitalism. (laughs) Uh, Leave it on that note. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Ciao.